Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Doing Something Big for God. Let's pray. Father, we come today ready, not just for another day and, well, I wonder what you might have and I might apply it, I might not. No, we come ready, Father, to apply your holy word to our lives, Father, to be a greater blessing to those around us. Thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about this topic, doing something big for God. My friends, have you ever been led by the Holy Spirit to do something great for God? Even if you don't think that you have, the Bible teaches us that small things, a small seed can produce a huge victory for God or a gigantic tree. Let's start today in Philippians 3, 3 in the Amplified Bible. For we who are born again have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose, and are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and glory and take pride and exult in Christ Jesus and place no confidence in what we have or who we are in the flesh. Folks, we can't do great things for God if we keep focused on the flesh. Now, Luke 1, 46 through 55 in the Amplified Bible, 46, and Mary said, my soul magnifies and exalts the Lord. My friends, talk about doing something great for God. How about giving birth to the Savior of the world? Mary could have been rebellious, but she chose to be obedient. 47, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has looked with loving care on the humble state of his maiden servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will count me blessed and happy and favored by God. Folks, part of doing great things for God is us being humble and obedient. 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name to be worshiped in his purity, majesty, and glory. 50, and his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who stand in great awe of God and fear him. 51. He has done mighty deeds with his powerful arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. 52. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and exalted those who were humble. 53. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. 54. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. 55. Just as he promised to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. My friends, you want to talk about someone else who did great things for God. How about Abraham, the father of many nations? Now, Philippians 3, 7 through 14 in the Amplified Bible. Seven, but whatever former things were gains to me, as I thought then, these things, once regarded as advancements in merit, I have come to consider as loss, absolutely worthless for the sake of Christ and the purpose which he has given my life. Folks, doing something great in the world is absolutely worthless. We need to focus on doing big things for God and keep our focus on Him. 
8, but more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequaled. For his sake I have lost everything, and I consider it all garbage, so that I may gain Christ. 9. And may be found in him, believing and relying on him, not having any righteousness of my own, derived from my obedience to the law and its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. My friends, we'll have a hard time doing big things for God if we don't have and use our faith. 10. And this, so that I may know him, experientially, becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and in that same way, experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers, and that I may share the fellowship of his sufferings by being continually conformed inwardly into his likeness, even to his death, dying as he did. Leaven, so that I may attain to the resurrection that will raise me from the dead. Twelve, not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Thirteen, brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Fourteen, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Folks, if you feel like you've missed doing a big job for God, forget about it and reach forward. Press on. Don't give up. Our God is a God of second chances. Press on with God. Now Jonah 2.1 in the Amplified Bible. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the stomach of the fish. My friends, everyone remembers what Jonah did wrong. But what about what he did after that? Jonah chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible. Nineveh repents. 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, 2. Go to Nineveh, the great city, and declare it the message which I am going to tell you. Folks, Jonah ultimately went to Nineveh and obeyed and did a big thing for God. He told a huge city to repent, and they did. 3. So Jonah went to Nineveh in accordance with the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk, about 60 miles in circumference. Four, then on the first day's walk, Jonah began to go through the city and he called out and said, 40 days more remain and then Nineveh will be overthrown. Five, the people of Nineveh believed and trusted in God and they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth and penitent mourning, from the greatest even to the least of them. 
6. When the word reached the king of Nineveh of Jonah's message from God, he rose from his throne, took off his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the dust in repentance. 7. He issued a proclamation, and it said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, no man, animal, herd, or flock is to taste anything. They are not to eat or drink water. 8. But both man and animal must be covered with sackcloth. Everyone is to call on God earnestly and forcefully that each may turn from his wicked way and from the violence that is in his hands. 9. Who knows? God may turn in compassion and relent and withdraw his burning anger or judgment so that we will not perish. Folks, Jonah did something big, even though he originally disobeyed. Praise God that his mercies are new each and every day. My friends, go do something big for God. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you're a merciful God. You're a loving God. We choose to obey you, Father. And if we've missed you, we choose to repent and come back to you, Father, and complete the assignment you've given us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for helping us. Thank you that you work with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at Celebrate Jesus Ministry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.